You're listening to Inside Lebo, a podcast giving you an inside look at Mount Lebanon, Pennsylvania, produced by Mount Lebanon's Public Information Office. Hello and welcome to Inside Lebo. I'm your host, Assistant Municipal Manager and Municipal Planner, Ian McMeans. And I'm Public Information Officer and Mount Lebanon Magazine Editor-in-Chief, Laura pace Lilly. So it's that time of year again. We're into November, which means it's budget season here in the municipality. And there are plenty of opportunities for residents to be heard. Here to talk about the budget process is Mount Lebanon Finance Director, Andrew McCreary. Welcome, Andrew. Hello, thanks for having me again. Thanks for coming back on the show. So um, we're here getting into budget season. Obviously, the 1st of November, the manager's recommended budget is published on the municipal website. It's out there for residents to view, to see what's recommended to be funded, what's recommended not to be funded. Uh, But overall, big picture, what are our total uh, revenues and expenses that we're planning on for 2024? uh, we have a total budget uh, of all funds of $61.7 million, um, but in general, our operating budget is $38.7 million. So um, that's a, it's a large municipality in this area. Um, we have a lot of uh, functions that we do and deliver on an operating basis of $38.7 million. So uh, the primary funding source for that is the general fund, which is your uh, primary revenues uh, include earned income tax, um, which is the 0.8% of the 1.3% earned income tax that you, you pay. Uh, in addition, our second largest revenue general fund revenue source is the real estate tax. So those two uh, make up about 65, 66% of our budget uh, in the general fund uh, and help to, to fund that $38.7 million, uh, in operating funds. So how is this budget like or unlike a budget somebody might have at home? It's very, very much like a budget at home. Um, there's not much, uh, there's a lot of f- uh, fixed expenses that we have, uh, similar to your mortgage, um, your car payments, um, your utilities, um, those things that are primary living expenses uh, are all things that you can see within the municipality. Uh, we have all those types of things uh, in our uh, budget when it comes to utilities, um, just getting it operating of a municipality, you need people. That's our number one expense. Uh, We may go into that a little bit later. But when you have those types of things, there's a lot of fixed costs that come with those, right? So to have an employee besides their wage, they have their benefits, and all those things start adding up. Uh, Those include police service, fire service, all the administration, recreation, all those different things that we have within the municipality. Those all start to stack up. Once you have that, you have your utilities, like I talked about, and you have your building expenses. So things to run your buildings, your parks, uh, all those fixed costs that you would expect to have any maintenance uh, for um, having those types of amenities, uh, you're going to have within your budget as well. So those are all things uh, w- that are encapsulated within this budget um, and that we track on an annual basis uh, for the municipality. So. Um we have, as you mentioned, it an annual budget, so it runs on a calendar year, January through December, um, probably much like a lot of people's home budgets do. Um, but unlike people's home budgets, we actually have a public process that we go through to approve a budget for a given year. So what is that process that we go through here at the municipality to approve our budget? One of the things that uh, uh, me as the finance director really advocates is that our budget is really an all-year exercise. While the 2024 
uh, recommended budget that is delivered November 1st to the Commission uh, that's annually required by the Charter to be delivered by November 1st. While we do that on an annual basis, this budget is a living document. So what I mean by that is this moment it's printed, it's probably out of date. Meaning there's things that are going to change and things that are going to happen uh, that you need to be malleable and, um, and be able to amend as you move forward. So uh, while we, you know, uh, really send to the public on November 1st, this budget, we're working on it all year long, right? So we'll, the 2024 budget will be in existence and still be uh, being looked at all the way through the end of next year, right? So it's not like we set it in November, uh, December of 2023 and forget about it and then just uh, report on it sort of thing. Uh, an example of this is this year, um, you know, we have a budget amendment for the 2023 budget, the one we're currently in, uh, for all the things that have happened and that the commission and staff has discussed over the year of things that have happened that need to amend the budget, right? So uh, things have uh, happened similar. Uh, they had approved a, a traffic calming project. Uh, we need to amend the budget for that because that's something the commission wanted to do. So that amends the budget. So. Uh, the process for this, uh, getting back to the 2024 budget, this process really starts in May. Uh, it starts in May with uh, the capital improvement plan. So we start uh, looking at the big ticket capital items over the next five years. Also included in that is the current year request, right? So we start looking at all things capital um, and specifically for the current year to kind of start framing what's the capital need in the next year. We know what that really is going to be five years out. We start to see, hey, we need a fire truck, we need a building uh, uh, renovated, um, the commission has a priority of parks, we know this is coming, so on and so forth. So we have a pretty good idea of what's coming and we try and structure those things. Uh, but for the annual budget and what we need, we start really refining those in May. Uh, that's delivered to the public into the commission August 1st. Um, in the interim, uh, late June, we start uh, the operating budget. That's really when we start looking at the operating budget. So we're about four, four and a half months in from the initial looking at this budget. So uh, what's delivered on November 1st is a lot of painstaking work from all department heads, staff office chiefs, um, admins. There's a lot of work that goes into this um, from all departments, uh, including um, the manager's office as well. So. We start looking at that operating budget and really all final submissions uh, from the finance department is delivered to the manager in late August, early September. Uh, and that's really when the manager uh, first receives the uh, total budget of here's what we're recommending for operating. These are the things that have come up, uh, positive, negative. Uh, here's also the capital items that are uh, available uh, for selecting and funding. Uh, and then in the middle of September to late September, the, the manager uh, refines his budget. Uh, our manager is Keith McGill, and uh, the discussion happens with the finance department and assistant manager McMeans, uh, along with Keith to, to make the final determination of how things are going to get funded, where they're going to get funded, and what the priorities for the next year are going to be. The tough job really is uh, once November 1st hits, because once it's delivered, uh, we then start to really go to work. Um, and what I mean by that is there's, we, we, the manager does his, the best job he can to frame the budget to match the goals of the commission and staff, right? And try and mold those together. But sometimes 
I feel this budget is going to be one of them, and we can discuss that later, um, is that we really have to make some hard decisions. How are we going to fund certain things? Uh, certain costs have gone up that we need to take care of, that we can't get away from, and we've got to make those decisions. Some budgets are years easier than others, and some budget years are easier than others. This one's going to be uh, some good discussion coming on this budget because there are some things that need to, need to take place. So uh, once those discussions, there's four discussions. We'll give you those dates here in a second. Um, there's four discussion sessions that we have, uh, uh, plus two public hearings. Um, and then finally in December, the budget is passed. But like I said, we start looking at amending the budget probably in the first quarter of 2024. Uh, because things will happen at year end, uh, priorities will start to happen. And so in April, May, we start talking again about other things we want to do in 2024, depending on uh, year end financials and where the year end results ended up. So those are all things kind of, this is all on our website, um, uh, how this cycle rolls. Uh, it's on the budget website. Um, so uh, we'll go into that in a little bit. And just some unique things kind of about our municipal budget is we use a zero-based budgeting system. So it has to, the manager's recommended budget has to balance out between revenues and expenses. The manager by charter is not allowed to recommend spending any of our reserve funds or our, mm -hmm. um, our, savings. our savings funds. Uh, the commission is allowed to allocate that as they go through their process here in November into December, but the manager's recommended budget can't. Uh, you know, use that to balance the budget. And the other thing is that uh, we are required by state law to have an approved budget by the end of the calendar year, unlike some other levels of government, which, uh, <laughs> you know, people may have heard about, you know, pending government shutdowns at the federal level or even the state government not being able to get a budget approved until later on in the process than they usually do. Municipalities are required to have an approved budget by the end of December. So we are on a bit of a time crunch, unlike some other levels of government. Well, let me let me ask here. You know, you you glossed over the zero-based budget, but a lot of people don't know what that means. Um, so we can't just say, well, we had this last year, so we're going to have it next year and the year after and the year after. Explain how modified zero-based budgeting works. So you started a base. So um, the modified piece of it is you started a base zero, right? So zero-based, right? You started a zero, but we know there are certain things that we're going to turn the lights on. Um, that we don't want the municipality to go away, right? The municipality is not going anywhere. Um, but we do start with the base level that says, how much does it cost just to have the lights on? You know, how much does it cost to have one personnel to staff X position or X function? Uh, and we build up from there that, um, so we all start at zero. Uh, every department does and every function, mine included, the finance department. Um, what would it, how many people do you need to run uh, a finance department, right? And you start there and, and, and move forward and, and, and build those levels. Uh, you build those levels so that um, you really can get a lot of detail, right? So you have a lot of detail as to every function and how it works, right? So if you had to cut something, you would know all the totality of, of what you were cutting because it's in a bucket, right? So there's a bucket one plus bucket two plus bucket three equals that's what the finance department costs. Uh, or whatever function that may be within the municipality. So that if you were to cut bucket three, this is what you get, right? This is what you're taking away. So that would be potentially contracted services, could be people, uh, you know, staff members, part-time or full-time, depending on what it is, every bucket has a little bit of everything uh, within those, except for some of the, uh, some, some of the levels don't, but um, there's, they're very intricate as to how those levels are built so that the service that we're providing 
because ultimately it's service delivery. The budget is reflect trying to reflect the service delivery of the municipality. And so whatever function that is, let's say the finance department, what service delivery are we giving and how much does it cost? Right? And if you peeled those layers away and you wanted to reduce those costs, these are the service levels and the uh, expectation of service delivery that will then suffer due to those being taken away. So that's the way we try to budget. Um, why uh, Laura did say it's a hybrid is because we know that there are certain things that we're gonna have, like a manager. It's required by the home rule charter. <laughs> so yeah, that's a level, but mm -hmm. it's not going anywhere, right? We know we're gonna have a manager and we know we're gonna have a police chief, a fire chief, a rec director, public works director, and so on. We know we're gonna have those things because they're required by the constituents who voted upon it. So uh, those are things that we start with uh, and then we build from there. So as a quick shorthand, if people want to look at the budget and see what's recommended to be funded right at the beginning, there's a list of all the potential service levels that uh, Mr. McCreary talked about. And in the middle of that list, there's a big black line that goes through it. So the things before that line are the things that are recommended to be funded and happen next year as part of the manager's recommended budget. And the items below that black line are things that are at the current time not recommended for funding, so would not move forward next year. But that's why we have those commission hearings that happen through the month of November. So we're going to take a short break and then we'll come back and talk about some of the nuts and bolts of what's actually in this year's budget. Welcome back to Inside Lebo. I'm your host, Ian McMeans, and with us today is Andrew McCreary, our Municipal Finance Director, talking about the 2024 Municipal Budget, which was just recently published on our Municipal website and is also available at select locations throughout the municipality for people to view. So, uh, Andrew, kind of the question on everybody's mind is, uh, you know, what are some of the big ticket new things in the 2024 Budget? Yes, so um, there's been a couple of large capital items that need to, to get done in 2024. Um, one is a initiative taken by our uh, fire department and our volunteer fire company uh, in which they'd like to build a um, training facility down at the public works facility. So uh, an area on that public works facility, they will be installing a fire training facility. As part of that fire training facility, they've already received $200,000 in grant funding. In addition, the volunteer fire companies also uh, offered to contribute $100,000 towards this project. So as part of that, we, they, they've already gone through some of the, the site plan and some of the things they need to do. So we're kind of at a final stage that, hey, it's time to put the, the funding to it. So that's one big project we would like to get done or the manager would like to get done in 2024. Uh, so as part of that, um, and another one is our leaf grinder. So we have a big grinder that grinds up all those leaves that on a separate cup podcast, Mr. Sukel, our public works director, talks about all those leaves. Well, they go to an area and get ground up. Uh, and as part of that, we have a big piece of machinery that does it. It's a very expensive piece of machinery. Um, ours is 15 plus years old. Uh, and it is it takes a lot of repair work these days um, so it's at its end of its useful life and it needs to be repaired uh, and that's over a $700,000 piece of equipment so uh, the fire training facility uh, all in is 1.265 million uh, and it's over 700,000 for that other other piece of equipment I talked about the grinder so that being said we the we know those are focuses within um, the 2024 landscape so the manager had a, uh, a way to uh, have to fund those types of capital items. In addition, the big one we had is we had over 800,000 uh, uh, increase in our solid waste contracts, so our re 
recycling and refuse contract that is switching from waste management, who are current hauler, to Westmoreland Sanitary Landfill. So that annual contract is increasing about $800,000. And that increase needs to be paid for somehow. Um, so you couple those three things together, we had to figure out what is a way that we can fund these things. Um, so currently that uh, waste management and the current uh, refuse and recycling contract is paid through your taxes. So it's general taxes that take care of that bill. Um, so we get a bill monthly, we pay waste managers, at, that, that's just the way it works. It's worked for a long, long time. So in order to give ourselves capacity, the manager thought to uh, remove that contract from general taxes and bill homeowners um, directly for that service. Uh, that will uh, equate to about $290 a year uh, that will be taken out of the taxes and will directly go to uh, paying that new bill with Westmoreland Sanitary Landfill. So it's a big change. Uh, we don't do, we've never done that here. It's a brand new thing. It's a, uh, a um, something that is not finalized yet. It is just a recommendation within the budget. That's why it's called the manager's recommended budget. I want to make sure that's very clear to everybody that may be listening. It's a recommendation. So as part of pulling that out, what that does is it gives us over $2 million in capacity in the budget. Right. So what do we do now? We have two million dollars that's being paid for in a different source. Now we have these general tax dollars that um, now need to be spent or reduced. So there's a combination of both. So both big projects I mentioned are intended to be funded due to that vacated uh, contract coming out of the taxes. So that's one. So that that's where some of that over two million dollars will be spent. But the other aspect is we're recommending a 0.5 mil decrease in your taxes. So currently we're 4.91 mils per $100,000. Um, so that will go down to 4.41 mils um, based on the manager's recommended budget. So there's some other increases that are in the budget as well that we're building capacity for uh, by removing uh, the solid waste contract, which are contractual wages, benefit increases, those types of things that like I said earlier, you got to pay your employees. You got to pay the good people to work here. So those things do increase at times. Uh, so we need to make sure we have capacity for that. In addition, we're going to have some capacity in future years um, for other capital projects. And this really will help us build that capacity to be able to pay for bigger capital projects that may come from our comprehensive plan, which should be passed in December. Um, we have a parks, main park site plan that may be some improvements with main park site, um, uh, Mount Lebanon Park, that there may be some big improvements that may be recommended there. Um, so we may need some of that capacity to do those types of improvements in the future. So that's the plan uh, right now as it's delivered November 1st in the recommended budget. We have our first uh, discussion session, which this specific topic of the solid waste fee that I'm talking about, the $290 a year, on November 9th will specifically be discussed by the commission at a budget budget session. So that's first and foremost, um, just wanna make sure that that's going to be discussed and there's a specific carve out for that discussion on November 9th. So that's at 6 p.m. 
And if people are interested in learning more about all that went into the calculations of the solid waste fee, uh, Andrew and I have done multiple presentations at commission discussion sessions. Those videos are all available on our uh, municipal YouTube page at MTL meetings that you can go back and watch those uh, presentations and see you know, all the background information on how that $290 uh, fee gets calculated and what all goes into uh, solid waste collection and all that. Um, I think first and foremost for people's day-to-day -day lives, um, one of the reasons the commission chose to go with Westmoreland Sanitary Landfill for the garbage contract uh, was that the at-home service delivery is pretty much going to stay the same as what we have now. So um, you can still use your normal um, trash cans that you have at your house. You can still have any number of recycling cans with the Mount Lebanon sticker on them. Unlimited, uh, yeah, unlimited. Uh, unlimited recycling. Um, glass is coming back into the recycling uh, collection stream, so you can put that with your recyclables again starting in January so um, it is a cost increase but it is uh, it was actually the lowest of the bids that we got in for the garbage contract so um, there have been increases across the board and the idea of the garbage fee was something that we benchmarked against our neighboring communities um, in the whole region there's a lot of other communities that utilize a separate fee to pay for their solid waste contract so um, it's not a totally new concept regionally here in the pittsburgh area there's a lot of other communities that do the same and that web page, if you want to see the budget, including a special section that has that line item and where the line was drawn, it's at www.mountlebanon.org slash 2024 budget. Um, that will be changed once the budget is adopted. We'll update that page so that it's no longer the recommended budget, but the actual budget budget. So that's one of them. But um, when can people speak? I know we mentioned some of the meetings. When can they speak and when can't they speak? Yes. So we have uh, generally have discussion sessions in which the public... Uh, can observe it'll be videotaped it'll be ever but it's really between staff uh, and the commission to discuss the budget to get the final budget ready ready for approval so those those dates are November 9th it's a these that's a Thursday at 6 p.m. the Saturday November 18th at 9 a.m. Thursday November 30th at 6 p.m. and Tuesday December 5th at 6 p.m. so those are all discussions that we have and in, in, in fully public the first public hearing which you have the opportunity to speak about the budget, uh, specifically to be on record for that public hearing for the recommended budget is November 14th. That meeting begins at 8 p.m. in the commission chambers. You can also do that on Zoom. Get that link through our website. On December 12th, uh, we have the final uh, uh, amended budget, what we call the amended budget, which is the revisions made by the commission and staff during our discussions, during those four discussions. There'll be another public hearing again at 8 p.m. on December 12th. Uh, so those are the public hearings for that. Um, also on November 28th, we have another commission meeting. There's not a specific public hearing for the budget, but if you would like to speak, you're more than welcome to do during citizens' comments, which is at the very beginning of the meeting. So again, that's at 8 p.m. on November 28th. Um, while it may not be on the record for budget public hearing, it will go on record as your comments uh, at a regular scheduled uh, uh, commission meeting. So, 
Okay. I think that pretty much covers very extensively the budget process that we go through here at the municipality to approve uh, the municipal spending plan for the following year. So thank you very much, Andrew, for being on the podcast once again this year. Any other final thoughts on the budget before we uh, head out for today? No, just check out the website like Laura talked about. Um, we're here to answer any questions people may have. Uh, there's uh, email addresses on the website. There's plenty of information to get in contact with us. If anybody were to have any questions, please feel free to reach out. Thank you so much, and thanks for stopping by. Thanks for everybody for listening. This episode was produced by Carrie Monyo with the music by Drew Monyo and artwork by Chris Lieber. Tune in next time for another episode of Inside Lebo. Thanks for listening to Inside Lebo, produced by Mount Lebanon's Public Information Office. Learn more about all things Lebo at mountlebanon.org or by following our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages.